Hey, everybody, welcome to Social Beauty Makers, the podcast where every Sunday we'll bring you fast paced, powerful 15 minute conversations with insights and best practices around career and business. And on Wednesdays, we'll talk trends in technology and media for our industry. I'm Gordon Miller, your podcast host. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. So today I'm here to talk specifically about artificial intelligence and its role today and tomorrow for the salon. For me, kind of big picture in this new year, I say this often, you may have heard it. I apologize. I'm probably going to say it every podcast, but small is the new big. Less is more. It just feels like an important mentality for business as we move forward. And, and, and by small, I don't mean, you know, one person in a business or five people in a business. Small comes in in many forms. And you can be a large business and kind of still have a less is more attitude and, 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 and smallness that uh, hopefully you can do in a big way. And I love this context for thinking about artificial intelligence. When we talk industry history, big game-changing innovation only comes so often. Vidal Sassoon helped to change salons significantly from being really serving weekly clients, the old school model, to something very, very different that continues today and continues to evolve today. But but he was the beginning of that evolution. Many decades later, I'd argue that apps were the big game changer. They've empowered and supercharged anyone wanting to go independent. And single-handedly, apps, in my opinion, brought independence to the forefront of the industry. Um, and when we think about apps, social media, booking apps, accounting apps, and bookkeeping, booking, um, apps to help us organize, market, and so much more, many of them are powered in part by what? Artificial intelligence. Another big contextual idea in, in modern times, thinking about the larger world, the, inter the invention of the internet radically changed the world. It was a big, big moment. And we talk about the information age and, and the biggest moment in the information age was the beginning of the evolution of the internet. Next up, according to many of the thought leaders, was the invention by Apple of the smartphone. Because the smartphone, you know, we, we often think, oh, social media was the big change agent. But without the smartphone, social media would not be what it is today. And certainly you would never have had Instagram and, and many of the apps, including the Facebook app that followed. And so the smartphone really supercharged it. Um, and it also allowed for apps to be invented, you know, if you will, um, because the app technology lives predominantly, not completely, but predominantly on the smartphone. And the next big kind of predicted massive change for the world on par with those previous two is likely going to be artificial intelligence. And as I've been talking about a lot, so many people have said to me, you know, eh, you know, it's a long ways away still, you know, it's got a lot, there's a lot to do. Um, it, um, and it'll be a while before it impacts our industry for sure. And I, I have to start by saying um, it's, it's already here. It is so already here. And, and now it's uh, kind of, find a, a new home, I guess, in the collective consciousness of people with the launch of OpenAI, the chatbot, and, and now these kind of um, um, graphic you know, design um, bots that are out there. So really fascinating stuff. But when we, we think about today, you know, Roomba, you know, Roomba is um, very much, it's, it's a part of what's called the Internet of Things, which are these devices that have smart technology in them. Um, and the Roomba, I, I read this just this morning, fascinating robot vacuum cleaner, right? Goes around your house all by itself when you're not there and takes care of things. One of the biggest failures of the Roomba in the past was it didn't know animal poop 
from anything else or animal pee. Um, sorry to say both those. I can't believe I said both those words on a podcast. Um, but those are big fails. Well, they have just updated their artificial intelligence and have promised that the current, the new Roomba can absolutely identify and avoid pet poop. <laughs> now that's some serious artificial intelligence. Um, and we all know about Amazon warehouses, the robotics, you know, that are moving product around in those warehouses, the Amazon Go stores, Amazon product recommendations. Those are all driven by AI. Alexa and Siri. Um, Siri's 12 years old. Alexa's eight, by the way. Both driven significantly by AI. Then you've got all the chatbots, the airlines, the phones, the credit card companies, um, all that stuff online. And, and also sometimes by phone, where again, you've got artificial intelligence that you're engaging with. And then all the apps, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Without artificial intelligence, TikTok would not be TikTok. The algorithm, the thing that makes it such a pleasant experience, such an addictive experience, is absolutely driven by artificial intelligence. So big stuff, really fascinating. And, and we're in the midst of it, and we're in the midst of an expansion of it. Um, and, and by the way, I, I've written about it at socialbeautymakers.com. My, my first post on the website, you can check it out there. Um, anybody can go to the website, socialbeautymakers.com and, and read kind of that, that, um, and, and listen to, by the way, I have an audio version of it as well, but kind of go deeper into that. So, but let me start by saying, first off, what is artificial intelligence? And, um, you know, it, it's a type of computer technology that's designed to mimic human intelligence and to do so in a way that performs tasks such as understanding language recognizing patterns and actually making decisions based on all the things that are in its um, artificial brain. And there are, there are several types of artificial intelligence, kind of do a little level, level set here. One is rule-based AI. That's like robot program, uh, a robot program to follow a set of instructions. The Roomba, you know, is very much a rule-based AI. And that, that fix on the poop, that's a new rule, I guarantee you. Um, secondly, um, generative or machine learning AI. It uses algorithms and statistical models to learn. So it's it's perfume, perf it is improving its performance over time. And again, TikTok is a great example of that because it gets to know you and your behaviors. And the more you are on that app, the more that AI is understanding you and what you would like to know, as well as the larger community of people who, who are on TikTok. Then we have deep learning AI. And this is a type of machine learning that... Um, learns to recognize patterns, make decisions on their own. Facial recognition is a form of this. Many of the chatbots, including the OpenAI uh, GBT chatbot and Dolly, um, the, the kind of graphic interface that creates graphics from words. And then my favorite new one that does graphics is called Mid Journey. It's, it's Discord-based, but the, the imagery is amazing. It's completely amazing. Um, okay, so many different applications today, self-driving cars, we have all kinds of things in the medical, medical community, language translation, all being done you know, with AI. So, so what might be the implications of all this for salons, and how far are we away from these kind of innovations? So here's my gut, and I, I've been really thinking hard about this, really kind of studying AI in the larger world, and like, what, what is its larger purpose? It's finding its way into you know, society. 
And, and that's to solve problems that we have trouble solving ourselves or, or that perhaps take away from us being more efficient or, or take a lot of our time, like doing research and things. And, you know, Google is a great example of that. You know, I grew up before we had an internet and people who are in school now, colleges now doing your research, you know, by way of Google um, and Wikipedia and all the resources we have was a real time saver compared to the old school way that I had to do it, sitting in the library, going through the cards and what was called the Dewey Decimal System. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's about looking to create efficiencies. And when I think about the professional beauty industry, like what are like the big, big things that we tend to struggle with? Consultations. And I'm talking the larger collective industry. There's been so many studies done that consumers say the majority of them do not get consultations very often or if at all. So it, it's a problem. And it's been a problem we've talked about for decades. Retail. We know 20% of the industry is doing all the heavy lifting in retail and, and doing it successfully, making money doing it, um, providing you know added service to their, their customers by doing it. But the rest of the industry has struggled to get there for all kinds of reasons. But the client needs, wants um, to use product. They all get product somewhere, somehow. And so, but, and the real question for all of us should be, regardless of whether you want to sell or not, is are they getting the right product at the right time based on the services that you're providing for them? So we've struggled with both these issues for decades. And I see artificial intelligence as perhaps being the solution to both in the not too distant future. We're already seeing, you know, um, augmented, rea augmented reality mirrors. And uh, they're fascinated in AI, you know, certainly um, can be part of those mirrors. And in an expanded way, I, I see it moving from the mirror into an app. And I could see, you know, some large company, either in the app side of the business, um, it could be an Amazon, could be a very large beauty company, um, hard to say who it might be, but I can see a company developing an app that allows a consumer to get a consultation by way of the app sitting at home. They may have never even seen a hairdresser. Let's 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 take that as an example. I've never been to anybody, but I'm deciding. I think I think I want to make a change to my hair. I think I want to go to a salon, and so the app opens up and asks me something about what I might be looking for, or if I don't have any ideas, just like in a salon, it may say, "Well, just give me give me what you think I need." I can see this app very quickly, very elegantly, giving me some recommendations within seconds. And then options for me to kind of fine tune those to get closer to who I am and, and what I want. Um, that the results of that is something I could take to the salon. It's it's the new way of tearing Jennifer Aniston's picture out of a magazine from old school ways and bringing it into the salon and say, "Hey, can I be like this?" Big difference for the consumer is I will be in the recommendation that the app gives me. I'll see myself, and it'll probably have me taking pictures from different angles so that the app can do a better job in making that recommendation. Um, but I could see it doing quickly, not too many questions, um, and just kind of an evolved version of what raid hairdressers do in salons. And I don't think this is going to I don't think this is going to have an impact on them, but I do think it's going to have an impact on most of the industry. And it may not be a bad thing. A client again walks in with that photo and old school, and someone says, a hairdresser says, you know, that's perfect for you. Let's do it. Uh, it could be a different version of that, which could drive a lot of new services, a lot of new revenue into salons. On the retail side, I can see that app also saying, okay, you chose this look. Let me tell you what products you might need to maintain and achieve that look. It may tell that person then where they can buy those products, maybe where they can go to put those products in a digital cart and hang on to them until after they have the service. I could see that app saying, I'm going to use your 
um, location to recommend a salon or hairdressers who happen to be really good at what is being suggested to you. You're looking for bold colors. Here's a salon close to you or multiple salons close to you where they have great reviews and they look to, to do this kind of service. So I can see this as being really beneficial to the client, giving something that they're looking for, which is a great consultation, great recommendations on the products that will really serve them well, giving them some options. And um, and lastly, I think that can connect to booking, by the way. you know, All this can take you all the way up into that moment where they are actually being booked with you. And I I see that like three or four years away. I, I don't see it being very far. And I think it's going to um, be a tool for consumers, for the salon. And, and that's just the beginning of what AI might be able to do for all of us. In small businesses in particular, like we mentioned apps, you know, giving us so many efficiencies. Well, advertising and marketing copy, the writing, it's one of the first things that we see happening with AI in the larger world. When we look at industries, who's most worried about the current iteration of AI, the open AI um, chatbots? Um, it's the advertising and marketing world because they are surprised how effectively these particular apps can work. And, and if you want to um, you know, have a better understanding of it, go check them out. Open AI, um, it's free. Just Google it, open and AI for artificial intelligence. At the very top of the screen, you'll see a try me button. Go there. You can sign up. It's free. Play around with it. Um, check out Dolly, which is part of the same platform, D-A-L-L space E. Give them both a spin um, and, and try um, Mid Journey if you want to get a little more advanced on the imagery. Um, Mid Journey is a, is a different platform. Um, highly recommend it as well. I'll warn you, it, it is all very, very addictive. And um, I think, you know, that... that uh, you know, could be a concern um, to all of us. As one of the thought leaders said, and I was fascinated by this, he, you know, he said, um, we have split the atom. Um, we have literally split the atom. And if we can do that, then um, I think uh, artificial intelligence might be coming our way. So I've gone over on my time. Um, I could keep talking about this. And so I'm, I'm holding myself back. And uh, I'm sure we'll get to talk about it again in the future. I want to be, bring a guest on to talk about this, but um, I want to stop here and, and thank you um, for listening to the Social Beauty Makers podcast. I want to recommend that you go over to socialbeautymakers.com, sign up for the free newsletter, not required. You can hit the skip that button and, and just go read articles over there. Um, know that this podcast is also loaded onto that site. And for those who use the site, the podcast gets put up 24 hours in, in advance of showing up on Apple, Spotify, and all the rest of the platform. So if you want an early preview, go to socialbeautymakers.com, check it out. Um, I want to thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it so much. The goal here is not to have a huge audience, but but to have an interested audience and, and one they can gain from this. So if you like the podcast, I encourage you to leave a review, hit the like button, share it with your friends, um, those who are in the profession. And um, yeah, I, I appreciate that very much. So um, once again, I'm at the close of a podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm Gordon Miller, your podcast host. I can't wait to share again with you all next time.